Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and joined, as always, with Philip Morley and Ramon Valdez. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, Ramon, you go first, then I go, okay? You need to remember that. Well, since he introduced you first, I was waiting for you to say Dang it. (laughs) Hey, I'm good. That's why I said we. (laughs) Okay. I figured you took you were taking a bathroom break or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Say, I wanted to I wanted to mention we also have a special guest on the show tonight. Uh, Jack, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Jack Jack Forsberg. I think a lot of you probably know him as Jack English, um, Jack English Machines, uh, Jack English on Instagram. Uh, he's out of um, Ottawa, Canada, and um, yeah, yeah, great, great to have you on, Jack. Oh, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I follow you guys religiously. Um, <laughs> You're the one guy, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I've got a temple, though, so I think I could probably educate you guys on true religion of uh, tool worship. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you can. That's no doubt. <laughs> You're you're the father. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely oh. flattered that uh, that uh, you thought to, to have me on. I, Oh, well, every, everything you post is interesting. I was just looking at your your page earlier, and I thought, man, I I got to get some time and scroll down to the bottom of this feed because everything you put on there is just well, and his YouTube super interesting. You know, his, yeah, go to his website, go to his YouTube channel. I mean, it's it is impressive stuff. Um, this yeah. in, this Instagram stuff, though, Phil, that's the place. Yeah, I, I love, I love like Instagram. for the socializing. Yeah, and 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 especially for the artists because it's just so visual yes so right. i mean uh you know it, is it, amazing. Just, it, 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 it weeds out all just the bloggers and stuff not that there's anything right. wrong with that but i like just you know imagery that's yeah. how i learn so i love it uh, i i wished i had started instagram earlier like you guys are you guys are you know in it earlier and yeah. it seems to have changed slightly <clears throat> since the takeover it has. I don't know has. if that's a perception of mine. Are you guys ga- gathering that? It's definitely changed. It's, it seems opinion. like it's always changing, actually. Yeah. Well, I, and, and but, now it seems like it's more of this game you have to play, like this algorithm game, and you have to post yeah, more, and yeah. it's just bullshit, but that's the way it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. either play it or you don't, but... Um, well, me, I didn't. It, I didn't play it. I didn't get to play to get on your podcast. So I mean, that, that's, right. that's that's totally <laughs> that's totally genuine. I'm pretty sure. Well, and that's that's the deal to me is, um, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You can play the game. We've spoken about this before, but for me, it's all about just be passionate, show what you want to show, and don't worry about the rest of it. You know, and and when I right. see your stuff, there's. <laughs> There's a whole lot of passion. Oh, I don't care if I fall on my face, boys. Like it's, the internet's not real. <laughs> don't believe anything on it. You don't even have that temple, do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah that's, right. that's all. It's, uh, what is that? Special effects stuff. Yeah, Photoshop, you know. Yeah. You're a great magician. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. you guys were the, about, about the first three I hooked on, you know. It, it's addictive. You you walk on to one, and then you start checking out what they're looking at. And yeah. Next thing you know, oh, right. hey, yeah, you know. So I, I, that's what I love about it. Yeah, your, I, when I right first there. noticed your stuff, I actually thought you were a machinist because, well, you're 
you're skilled in yeah, a lot of crap, but uh, not at all. Not <laughs> some at, of the I'm, stuff you make is just is just everything you make is fantastic. And you know, my dad was a machinist, so I always gravitate toward that. Man, you know, yeah. People that work with their hands. It's all making in, stuff, in, though. Right, yeah, it's, right. it's still all making stuff. Like I mean, Phil's making his own hardware and stuff, and I'm like, oh man, Phil, you should add some metal there. You yeah, know, oh, but yeah. like, but you're you're already there. I've had friends that were that are serious machinists, and they're just horrible in the wood shop, though. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, that you know, they got a block on their milling machine, and they're like milling it to one thousand of them. Guy, you know, you're gonna breathe on that; it's gonna change. Like you can't work that way. I think it's better for woodworkers to go into machining than machinists. Yeah, you were to saying to, that. Absolutely, yeah. they just don't. that's interesting. You know, you said uh, Ramon that. You couldn't stand how slow it was. And I totally understand what you mean by that because it really is a slow process. But we're, if you, we're talking about machining because I was telling him. Yeah, because you want to get her done. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like you can take an eighth of an inch off the board. What's this? Like two thousands. Right. <laughs> you know? Talk about sneaking up on it. Man, I want to get into machine. I, I, not, not like crazy, but I want to get. you'd love it. A I mill. didn't think. I didn't think anything. I thought, nah, it can't be better than wood. Wood's right. got to be the best thing. It's got like grain. It's beautiful. Right, you got right. like burls and figures. You got to work <laughs> with all these expansion, contraction. But what's funny is, is that, you know, you at some point you end up needing to to do both. Both. If, that, if that's you're a woodworker, the thing. You yeah. end up. You yeah. end up well, or you're going to pay the piper. Right, right. Right. Well, and it's when you get into like really for me, it's like doing custom stuff and and how can you push yourself to get more custom? And a lot of times I always think of like draw pools and, and hardware. It's like, yeah, yeah I could buy it, yeah. but it's just, uh, some of it's fantastic, but I want to be able to control it as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, that's But even, even, even just making something or fixing something or, oh, yeah. you know, a, a jig or fixing a tool or making a bushing or whatever. So cool. You know? yeah. Well, I yeah. sort of, I sort of gravitated towards it because well, initially, I bought brand new machines like everybody else when I was in my twenties. Okay, and uh, <laughs> I I was working just ten years ago. Ten years ago, huh? Well, that would have been when did I start? I started on my own in nineteen eighty seven, Phil. Wow, <laughs> I was three years old. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I my first job was fifteen years old, and I worked for. Uh, just a couple guys that were in a barn had a craftsman radial arm saw and they built uh, lawn furniture. Oh, cool. And I was 15. I bicycled to that job. I worked there all summer and, and they thought I was all right. Dad really taught me. Dad comes from a long line of uh, Scandinavian shipwrights. So I'm Scandinavian. Mm. And dad was the first one to sort of leave the trades and went into architecture. And that was guidance from his, from his dad's, from his, my, my great grandfather, his father is get out of the trades. It's the worst thing economically you could ever get into, (laughs) (laughs) which which seems to be uh, relevant advice. Uh, So uh, he was the first one. But as I grew up, only thing dad wanted to show me how to do was do woodworking. And I immediately I immediately was attracted to it. I would steal his tools. 
leave them in the lawn, they'd rust, beat me. <laughs> I'd still steal his tools, leave them in the lawn. So, yeah. I mean, I was always, I, I knew, I knew that I was going to build. I wanted to make things out of wood. So I would go in garbage cans, get old straps of wood. We had a little jigsaw. I would just do anything. I used to spend my allowance when I was six years old, run down to the hardware store and buy jigsaw blades. That's jigsaw awesome. just, uh, <laughs> just for the sheer love of it. Fords, go-karts. That's so cool. And, that's awesome. Uh, so, I mean, that's where I, I sort of started. Right. And going through high school, I was like, when am I getting out of here? I just want to have a career in woodworking. And, of course, during the 80s, everybody was telling you to go into IT, right? Oh, yep. Mr. Forsberg, you don't, you don't want to be a woodworker. You want to go into computer science. I said, no, no, really, I, I want to be a woodworker. <laughs> well, how do you know that? I, I'm pretty sure I know it. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I just sort of stuck with that. And it, it's been tough, but I got to tell you, from 1987 till today, I love it as much as I did. And that's so, awesome. you know, that's really, for me, what it's about. Did you yeah. did you have any schooling? Like, did you do like a trade school or you know? Well, just I, I did in I did in high school. So once again, in high school, you know, they're directing you towards you know right. the, the social sciences and and those sorts of things. So uh, what I did is we had trade schools. I don't know if it was like that in the United States, but trade schools during the eighties were were being phased out. This yeah, was man. this was like there wasn't a lot of support for that, right. and so less and less schools offered you know vocational school. I think is what you guys maybe would call that down there. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, Votech, Votech, yeah. yeah. And uh, so there, and these were usually half day courses. Well, there was two of those schools left in Ottawa, and of course they <laughs> were for Jimmy the dumb idiot. <laughs> who couldn't do science, so they sent him to the wood shop to do lamps. But we all know it takes brains. Yeah. It takes brains to be a woodworker. Man, yeah. yeah. Okay? Like, so it's no wonder It's a certain got, type of brain, but yeah. You know? And so now these idiots are hanging doors in doctor's houses, and you should hear them yeah. scream about how much it costs. But so what I did is uh, they had put me in a, a more academic high school. And I thought, and I was like, so I go down to the guidance counselor and I said, guys, you don't know what you're doing here, man. You know, and I'm just a kid. And I was never really, I was never really intimidated by authority. I would just walk into the office. Hey, man, why am I in this school, man? Don't you know me? And of course they don't. I'm one of whatever a million kids, right? And uh, I go, I want to take woodwork and this school doesn't have it. And I found out that they, they said, well, you have Highland Park was for the, uh, well, the mentally challenged, to, for lack of better words. And I said, well, I want to go to that school. And they go, well, you have to be tested. And uh, I said, what's the test for? Well, it's a test to see if you're stupid. And I said, well, let me take that test. So uh, I went to, it was, it was an oval, you know, fill in the ovals, you know, the four multiple choices. You know how stupid they were? I did zigzags on that thing. Okay. <laughs> and they didn't even catch the pattern. I go, see, that's why I don't want to go to this school. They came back and said, yep, Mr. Forsberg, you're as dumb as a sack of hammers. We're going to let you go to this school. I said, oh, really? I tried real hard. And, uh, 
And so I went to Highland, and uh, we had we had a half a day of technical school. I loved it. I loved it. I took metal work. I took everything I could. That's I took, awesome. I took everything I could. So that's the only formal training. Right, right. Uh, now, would I have loved to go to, uh, you know, Rochester Institute of Technology, right. uh, uh, College of the Redwoods? I was dreaming of it. Right. But right. Uh, uh, I never had the money. And uh, so... I latched on to stuff like Fine Woodworking Magazine, which was about the only thing back in the 80s. Yeah. Today, mm-hmm. oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Like, um, so, I mean, you know, you'd buy a, a magazine. It only came out every two months. You're just, you're just drooling over every article, <laughs> you know, uh, unlike today, right? But, right. And then working in the trades with other trades, Plus, my dad's an architect, so went into design. And I do believe it's in your blood. I do believe, to a certain extent, that your ancestry does give you an ability. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I do owe my ancestry to probably all the tradesmen. All of my ancestors back are just wicked craftsmen. Man, that's you know? really awesome. Uh, and and so there's that real connection there Um, so when did the the wadkin passion originate where'd you get that book well so here in canada we we had embargoes against american machinery good american iron like oliver uh newman uh uh your your really good stuff so everything was brought in from England, but England made some really nice stuff, right, Phil? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it was uh, – and what was good about that is that's who supplied all the schools. So that was my first introduction. But that was the kind of tools if you went to vocational school, you go, I'd never going to afford this stuff. It's yeah. like super industrial. Well, that, that's – at my <laughs> trade school, it was, the shop was just full of it. You know, it's like – Wadkin stuff? Yeah, it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, oh, and, it's, it, and it is just – it it is it is machines made by Conrad Sawyer. Like yeah. like like, yeah. like, like, like <laughs> it is wickedly so lovely. Like, like it is wickedly so lovely. Now, you know, most people never heard of it though. Right. You know, you go on the internet, oh you need a Felder, you need a you know the best stuff is Martin. Like and so oh. you don't know about it. So I started researching it. And I ended up with a Wadkin mortiser for 25 bucks. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, and it was from a guy who said, Hey, I got this drill press. The guy says it drills square holes. And I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> I went, I went and checked it out. Fix it. <laughs> and I, that was my first introduction. And I'm old enough to have not been on the internet since I was born. So, like I didn't get once I got on the internet, it was just solid research. After that, right. I ended up becoming the uh, European uh, English historian for vintage machinery. Keith Rucker's site there. I don't know if you're familiar with that at uh, 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 old WW, woodworking yeah. machines, but well, actually okay. the one that the documents all the manuals. Oh, and sure. Yeah, yeah, there's the two, aren't there? Hmm. And and I got onto that, and then so what what where to answer your question about where did the Wadkin temple came from 
as I was on forums learning about all this, there wasn't Instagram. It was, I mean, and we're talking chat rooms, guys. You maybe, yeah. Phil, I don't even think you were born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, it was bad. It was, but, but it was better than nothing. You didn't have to wait two months for the magazine article. <clears throat> so, you just had to wait for dial up. <laughs> but the wad, what the Wadkin Temple became was I noticed that everybody was like, would worship certain brands. Like, I mean, all you got to do is go over to the Festool Forum to, to right. get that, to get any of that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to worship Wadkin. Who's worshiping Wadkin? I'm going to, I mean, if you want to do it proper, you got to have a temple. And I'm also on my business card, it says I'm a high <laughs> priest of the Wadkin Temple. <laughs> so my shop became the Wadkin Temple. Okay. That's awesome. And I, I was going to fill it entirely with Wadkin machinery because you could get them for $25 and the, and the stuff is the top of the heap. It, it, the, the stuff is incredibly good. Like so incredibly good. You, you, you just like, I know all of you guys like your tools. Ben, you're a hoarder. I love you the most. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, Phil, you're making machines because you want them to do certain things. Right. So what helped me uh, with, with my process? And it really was about working with wood originally. And uh, what helped me with my process was working on all these machines. I realized that a table saw is just a jig. It was just a jig holding the blade and the fence made it parallel to the blade. And all these were just metal jigs. Mm -hmm. And the ideas that sprung from that, and I'm a real believer that if you really want to do good work, it's jig work. That's, that's the master of it. That's, and I mean, I think, I think Lee Valley capitalized on it. I'm, I see Lee Valley making little tools and I go, that was just a wood jig when I was growing up. But because <laughs> right. it, like, you know, and and like 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 Raymond, you're making you know your your domino ducks. These are jigs. This is yeah. really the essence of the craft. Yeah, you know jigs uh, jigs and fixtures. Well, you real you realize you realize that you know what what are hand tools and all these things. You just begin to ask. Well, they just what they do is they the real the real skill is eliminating skill. To save it up for the stuff that is really right. required. Right. If you it, like, I mean, if you if you can do something that eliminates that and makes it perfect. Yep. Um, this is the skill, not right. not not just yeah. being skillful. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good like, way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's pretty. I've never thought of it like that before. That's cool. That uh, that table saw that uh, water can with the, sli- the slider. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's an incredible piece of art oh it is and i and and that's what i love about the british iron is they had no qualms about making it look just beautiful and and can you imagine guys that there were pattern makers that made that table saw in wood yeah like when you okay (laughs) to press in the sand and then make the table saw and when you look at the sculpture (laughs) on it you go my shit's crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that, that's why I always comment on your blip, on your blip, post. Blip. You gotta you gotta, about, you gotta blow uh, that one out. Sorry. About real machinery, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, incredible. It, it, it's it, real it, machinery. I mean, 
But a lot of that old stuff can be it can be quite knackered, and some people will pick that up thinking it's just fantastic because it was old and made a certain way. And if right. I mean that, you know, that table saw is almost seventy five years old. That's it's amazing. in immaculate condition. It was in a furniture shop. The actually the oldest in Canada, Gibbard Furnitures, made furniture for uh, all the royals, uh, the Parliament building, and stuff like that. And it finally went tits up and there was a huge auction and i went in and i bought that saw for a hundred dollars it had done it had done nothing <laughs> but awesome. cut, cut mahogany its entire life it was wow. packed full of mahogany and this isn't in somebody's shop this was in a factory that ran three shifts 24 wow. hours a day and so it it and there's adjustments for wear in every component on that saw and they had yeah. not even been adjusted yet. Yeah, wow, amazing! It, it, it's just you. You until you witness it, you just you go, "Oh my God, do we build crap? We we just we just really <laughs> build crap." Yeah. And and that got me hooked on on just the essence of quality. Mm. And 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 knowing that kind of quality infects you. <laughs> and, 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 and it, you know, like, and, and then you stop. <laughs> yeah, but not, not spiritually. No, not, <laughs> right? You know, absolutely. You, you can eat a lot more craft dinner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, so I mean, a lot of people will buy them for. for uh, I started off buying them because it was the best stuff I could get. And I'm mechanically inclined, and I always took things apart to figure out how they worked. And that's where the machining comes from. I mean, guys, I was sticking stuff in drill presses, and I didn't know what I was doing. I, um, and But I was just so excited to have that. And, mm -hmm. uh, like, I got the majority of that maybe six or seven years ago, and the economy was just tanked. You you couldn't sell anything in a wooden box, yeah. you know. Um, it's good to see it all coming back and and those sorts of things. But these are my tools that'll last me forever. They're not going to burn out. They're not like the ones I bought in the eighties. After right. twenty years, they were starting to wear out, and I thought, oh my god, I got to do that all again because you know how long it takes to set up a shop. Right, yeah, and you're never really set up. I mean, just yeah. just piping the stuff, just piping for dust collection. Just you're you're never done. You're yeah. never done. So well, you know, hearing you talk, I mean, you're probably about the same age as my mentor, um, who's like an old hippie, um, is an old hippie still. <laughs> but um, it's it's funny, kind of. I can hear his voice in you. Um, I don't know if it's that error or that bug you both got, but he's the exact same way. Like he, you know, what drew me in is when I went to his shop, all the machines he had fixed up and tuned up in a beautiful Oliver and Crescent. And oh yeah, beautiful stuff. It's just, stuff. oh, you know, it's like nothing new and crap. It's just, and that's it. That's his machines that he'll have for his entire life. And then they go to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that, I'm I'm not so much of a purist that I think you know I'm not going to go all vintage, right, okay. Right. But you know what? There's not much difference in a joiner today, like a Martin joiner. A Martin joiner is like forty thousand dollars. 
Yeah. Now that's supposed to be the top of the heap. And I'm going, you know what? Makes the board flat. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> so I've got, I've, right. got a, I've got a 26 inch wide joiner. God. Now, like, I paid that's 150 a... bucks for it. The thing is hidden. <laughs> the thing is like dead nuts. And I'm like, doesn't have a helical head. Dude, that doesn't bother me. Right. No, it does. My, yeah. doesn't my mental me. won't do a helical head. Like, he won't do one. He's he sharpens his own knife. So. It's because it's because he's learned that way. Yeah, and I there, and, there's pros and cons. Right, right. Well, right. you know what I think helical heads do, and they're awesome. Like, like you'd be a stupid idiot to say they weren't. No. Is they give that ability to anybody? Yeah, they dumb it down. They make it where well, no, can but it is, it, it is, it is good. Like, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, like I. I, I can change my knives and my, my planer really fast. And I've got, I've actually got a burr's grass grinder that rides on the head and I can grind okay. them sharp on, in pseudo. Nice. Uh, wow. But I, I tend to just take them out and, and grind them anyway. But then I have multiple machines because these machines are so cheap. I'm of the attitude, well, I'm going to set that machine up to do one thing. I'm going to set this sure. machine to do one thing. And then you just walk through all the processes. When I started out to do a tendon, I would cut the cheek on the table saw, change the fence, cut the shoulders, yeah. then go over to the bandsaw, cut a haunch, right? Then do the grooving, then change out the dado blades, <laughs> right? And then go, oh, I screwed up. I got to put the dado blades back <laughs> in. Roll back on, man. <laughs> so, and when I realized I could get another table saw for a hundred bucks, okay? And I don't have space. Uh, I don't like uh, Ben's got a nice shop, uh, Raymond. You looks like you got some space there. You know, it's, it's um, like I'm me. pretty cramped. It's it's no, but you're it's, like me. It's in it. There's multiple areas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and bedroom. Phil, Phil looks pretty organized. Oh, right? don't feel it. <laughs> well, for for like for your scale. Yeah. For the yeah, scale yeah. you work in, you got yeah. it worked out. You yeah. got it worked out. Yeah. Like your shoe worn. I saw you shoehorn in a couple joiners at one time. I don't know if you still have them. Yeah, I, yeah, I ended up selling. selling now that you got off. the combo unit. Yeah, and you know, talking to you actually is kind of uh, it's it's motivated me to not get rid of my. Uh, I, I have an old wedge Delta wedge bed planer. And oh, those are pretty uh, stiff. The eighteen inch. The eighteen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are pretty. Those and I want to. I need to get that tuned up. Um, get a vfd for it or something but uh I, I just need to do it you know it's always that tough thing where it's okay i'm not getting paid to work on my machines well you're and... not getting paid to do the furniture <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> now, at least you'll end up with a machine you joke I, I, that's honestly where i'm kind of going full circle i'm like you know what I can work on the freaking machine a little bit here and there. It's not like I'm yeah. making a crap load of money anyway. <laughs> and actually, you are getting paid. Well, and, and what's good is you have you know? a planer already. So yes. Yes. it's not like it's not like I need a planer. Exactly. I got to get this yep. working. Yeah. Which yeah. is what mm -hmm. I did. I right. had. I did not get rid of my Taiwanese stuff right. until I had you had some stuff the, running. Well, I because I'm kind of like you. I, I want stuff dead nuts, man. Like, I don't want pretty good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want dead. I want like jackified, dead, dead nuts. <laughs> <Jackified>. <laughs> right? like, I, I want to go to my machine and you know 
I don't care if you're a machine and she want to put a dial on it, buddy. She's only out two thousand. Right, right, right. You know, and and that's what I like. Yeah, I, that's because I am a builder who who references. So I mean, from the four square, that's my reference, and and I I register all my machines. I don't want to know that a machine's out or worn. I want to know you cut that out of square that's not right or because otherwise you're just building simple stuff and i'm not going to build simple stuff Uh, i want to build exciting complicated stuff i want to build stuff that's hard to do and i never want to do the same thing twice yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so there's a disaster right yeah (laughs) man yeah but it's fun i know right well i tell my wife it's a lifestyle i tell my wife every now and then you know i'll come in i'm like you know man this whole custom furniture doing something so unique so different and then realizing I only made 20 bucks an hour, if that. And- oh, shit. I could have made that in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I tell her, I'm like, maybe I should design a line of furniture. And, just, and she just looks at me and goes, you would be freaking miserable. She's like, just quit whining and, and get back at it. <laughs> yeah, but Phil, I, I had Garrett Hack here. And you know, the first question I asked him, I said, how come, Garrett? You're one of the best furniture makers in the world, and you can't make a living building furniture. (laughs) I thought that was an honest question. And he took it that way. And you know what? He makes way more money teaching about what what he does. And so that just showed me that, look, you got to find a way to afford it absolutely it takes a little a little bit of everything and that's that's kind of what that's why you teach you write books and you do stuff yeah what concerns me about maybe the the up-and-coming people is they think that this is a way to success right and they forego any of the actual work they go directly to teaching right and and so you're like okay experience that that but you know all of the ones I grew up with, uh, James Cranoff didn't make a living. Right. Not making those beautiful boxes. Right. You know, and, and, and that's the sad part of, of, but it's also the reality of why we do it. Right. We, we're not doing it for the money. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I know. And I, it, it really is true. And I always tell people, like, here's the deal. I can we just always... lost all our listeners. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, people say it's a lifestyle, and then some people are like, you need to get reality check, this, that, the other. But I always tell people, I can always, I can always go back and do simpler stuff if I want to. But I'm doing, nah, okay. I'm doing okay. That'd be a hard one. Well, and it's like, I don't need to do that right now. So I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And like you said, find a way so that you can to do what it. you really want yeah. to do. Yeah. And that's what it's about to me. But yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I just want you to like. Shop I there. can see it with all you. I mean, look at look at how long it's taken Ben to do those doors because they oh. gotta be like laser beam. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about those doors, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, I know how long those doors take. Oh, you're geez, not taking too beautiful. long. Beautiful. Oh, Stave core is a lot of work, Ben. Uh, yeah, but there, you know, it's 
You know, when you're in the poorhouse driving by that church, you can go, hey, good doors, though. Look how flat they are. Yeah, still. look how flat they are. Yeah. Oh, you look at us. Awesome, you did an look awesome at job. Really enjoyed those. watching. I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying watching it. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this, uh, what was that, how, that uh, Aston house or... Oh, well, that was sort of under the gun. So that was my brother's, that uh, was oh, one yeah. of my brother's houses, and they, they'd asked me to build it for them. And they oh, ended okay. up hiring an architect who oh, was just an imbecile and uh, <laughs> uh, more he, really good at marketing, but really terrible as an architect. And uh, they actually ended up quitting. She's in a wheelchair, and they left her, uh, they had, they were to build a house for five hundred thousand. I I showed up and and I said, "Wow, well, these guys should be a lot further ahead. Their budget had already hit five hundred thousand, and the framing wow. wasn't done. So oh I was in the midst of the railing job that I just posted now. And those were really good clients, and like I I said, sorry, I have to do family. I'm but I, I think to me that's more important than doing the business model where right. I should obligate, um, you know, business ethics. I don't really care. I'm not really working for people that see me as a business. Right. They're hiring Jack Forsberg. Yeah. And if yeah. you're hiring right. Jack Forsberg, you're talking to Jack Forsberg. You're not talking to some design studio. Right. You're mm-hmm. talking to the guy. Yeah. So I, I mean, what I appreciate about all you guys is we're all wearing all the hats, man. Right. We're the designer, we're the sales pitch, you're the Instagram marketer, you're everybody. But who knows how to do it better than you? Man. Nobody. I think it, I, I'm really envious of the people starting out now. They got way more going for them. Just the amount of information, uh, unless oh, it's it was incredible. Yeah, it's just. It's like m- it, mind-boggling. It, we're, we're, we're so bombarded with information, we can't even keep up. I yeah, mean, we can't, and I think, I, I think that's that could be the problem. Yeah, well, I'm thinking just, it might be you, too you much just, garbage after you can a while. Just, you can yeah. drown in it. You can drown in too much. River table. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned two things we're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> Ben's doors and river, river tables. But, it, but, it, but it's eco-friendly epoxy. Remember eco-friendly epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> don't, get me, yeah. don't get me started on river tables. Yeah. Did you see the pallet I made with a perfectly good coffee table? <laughs> <laughs> You should do it. Do it. That's awesome. Um, so that's basically my philosophy for, you know, and I've done, I, I really am a woodworker, uh, although I do love the metalworking. Man, you do everything. And, you know, you're, yeah, you're, but you're guys, a joiner, chippy, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not getting paid, so... And you built yeah, you built not... your house and and you want some property there. I've, obviously, I've never been out to your place. Yeah, but... so I feel really lucky. Uh, I bought a, a little house uh, about eighteen hundred square foot brick old fifties bungalow. Cool. And it had a little chicken coop in the backyard, and that's the bench shop. So I jacked that up, 
framed it all up, started doing mill work on it. When I was working on, you know, uh, nice houses, I generally hooked up with a few architects. So the first 15 or so years, I worked with some pretty amazing architects. And and uh, what was happening with that is I was making good money. I was doing six figures, but it was miserable. I, I was I, I was just fixing problems. And then because I could fix them so well, then then they were just they wouldn't even bother doing anything. Oh, I just leave it to Jack. He'll fix it all up and pull another <laughs> rabbit out of his hat. And so. I, I kept doing it because, well, I think when you're starting out, you're afraid to say no to a job. Right. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you, you got you got tools to pay for. You just bought a house. And so you, you know, go, well, it's not the best job. Maybe the next one will be better. And I kept on going and I became miserable. And if it wasn't for my wife coming up to me and say, you know, Jack, you can say no. And I, <laughs> like, and I, and I just, it just hit me like lightning, like, you know, I can say no. Yeah, it's and, funny how you how you forget sometimes. It's like when I I had apartments and uh, you know rentals, and after about seven eight years, one day I was like just fed up with tenants, and my wife said, "You know what? You don't. We don't have to have those." And it just dawned on me, right? Yeah. And so two <laughs> two weeks later, they were sold. Yeah. It, it, it's a it was a huge enlightenment for me. And from that point on, I decided that I was no longer going to do anybody else's design. Mm, yeah. I thought, you know what? And and I mean, I had designers begging me left, right, and center. It's really good and throwing the carrot in front of me and the whole bit. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm just too busy doing my own stuff. And what I learned was, you're only as good as your last job, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all that's all you're as good at. It was my last so was my last job shit. Yeah. Well no, but I'm not trying to take that, Jack. Well, yeah. that, what does that, that mean? You better think about it. <laughs> you saying you didn't like my desk? No, I, I, oh, I, I think what you do is amazing. You know? I think you need some mortising tools and maybe toss that domino a few times, but hey, I don't use a domino that often. Come on. It's wicked precision. You've already, you you know how to build. Like, you know how to build. There's no question. And you got the eye. You got the eye. I appreciate it. You know? And I I think that is your focus, honestly. You, 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 You toot the quality horn, but honestly, your eye <laughs> is the quality. You could probably sell those stereo units to that guy and have anybody knock them off, and they'd look good. Just buy a box of IKEA. IKEA, <laughs> IKEA is garbage. That's about the biggest garbage you could ever get. Right. But you cannot tell me that they don't hire wicked designers. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, like yeah. like that's... they're not stupid. No, and that's really, I think, your talent is no. that. I appreciate you know, like, that, man. Look at look at that chair you did with all those. You know where 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 you on multiple planes you blended it in and kept lines hard. Like, that's ridiculously crazy. You know what a manufacturer <laughs> would do. Yeah. You know a manufacturer would just go slam straight in straight, one domino. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and the, the <laughs> no, a dowel would be the dowel, same. Yeah. Well, and you but know, that's and that, not that, what you built. Well, I appreciate that, and you know, and it 
it goes back to that I'm doing this kind of for yeah. myself and that yeah. that chair was originally that was me trying to be disciplined to not put myself into it I was going to do like a simple clean chair and then as I got into it I was like screw it I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah well it's a curse eh? it's a it's a curse you know, why, why build a chair that looks like an Ikea chair you know it's like it is a nice design yeah. but they've not gone you know the whole nine yards on it which you know anyhow well, I, I appreciate it you, you yeah. can come on the podcast anytime you want <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate you guys. Like I said, I think you're you're my speed, is how I call my it. speed. You're, you're, I don't know, okay? man. You're a little you're a little ahead of me, and I... no, 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 no. Yeah, hopefully, I get to come out to your place. We need to. I don't need to take a trip. I if I was ever in Austin, I would like. You, you better would have a hard time not. Saying no, like, I would go see you. Buddy, you know, yeah, you you know same by. with Raymond. Same, same with Ben. You know, yeah. I just yeah. know. Well, I, you, I, I just know I could just. You're welcome I could, anytime. I could work. I could work with you people. And that's <laughs> that's a compliment. Trust me. Uh, if you're ever in in Farmington, New Mexico, it's because you're way lost. <laughs> I'd drop in. Lost. I would drop in, Ramon. No, anytime, man. That would be awesome. Just to, just to get caught up on what I can do with magnets. I can't, I can't believe what you do with magnets. <laughs> Are you sure you're not magnets. Santa from the North Pole? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Magnets, man. God. Thousand and one uses. I used, I, you know, I thought I used magnets until, until I saw, I said, okay. I didn't think of that for magnets. Like, incredible i love i love i love all the ingenuity of all you guys i appreciate yeah it. we appreciate that well i think and i the, think that's what's so cool about the individual character you know yeah <laughs> they're all three different approaches well i think that's one of the things that i that i enjoy the most about about instagram i mean we were talking before there are some negative things about it too you know and the game and all right. that business but for the most part i mean geez you you can learn so many different things or see so many things that people are doing that are just so oh, it's humbling it's it's humbling yeah yeah like, like, humbling and you go oh, mo motivating man, do yeah. i ever wish i had the time to do that you know like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know uh yeah, yeah. absolutely very cool uh, so jack i i did want to talk about because because i i've had an interest myself and have done some of the some of the stuff with variable frequency drives, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily understand VFDs and three phase. But you you sell VFDs, and I I, I think that would be something that would be interesting to talk about. Just um, yeah, like absolutely. as a you know for for the for the for the person that doesn't understand yeah. so, so let's say somebody because it's inti it's intimidating it yeah so well, so what i what i found was well as i said you know i was gloating about the deals i got on all those machines but they didn't run uh when i bought nice. that table saw the wake and pk for 100 bucks it didn't run well it didn't run at my house because i don't have three phase in fact i didn't even know three phase what are you talking about phase <laughs> electricity has phases and uh, <laughs> so I had to learn a lot. And what I found was it's 
you know, on the internet and stuff, it's all technical people. So there's motor shops and stuff, and they want to talk to you like you're not a woodworker. Okay. And so I, I ended up starting to help a whole bunch of people. I said, Oh no, this is all you got to do and set up these parameters. And I realized that, um, what, what woodworkers really want is they want you to kind of just hold their hand with electrical and they need to have it working to, you know, like the, their biggest issue is I bought this table saw. I've got this job. I've got to get out on Thursday. Can you make <laughs> it run? Right. And, and they don't have any money. So uh, like, like, yeah. so it, it's, it, it, it's like, who's going to go into that business? Jack Forsberg. <laughs> so what we did is we found a manufacturer in uh in china and trust me guys everything's made in china you should know that by now and uh uh, uh they're a huge distributor that does not distribute to the united states and i knew enough i had about seven years uh converting with variable frequency drives but i I, I've also got the ability to know the machines. I'm a woodworker. I've rebuilt machines. I know all the machines. I, I know the American machines. I know the German machines. I know all the machines, believe it or not. As a, like, you think you're a dork there, Ramon? I'm a dork. I'm reading machine manuals from countries I don't live in. Okay. And learning all this, and just because it's fascinating to me, like at my house is single phase regular house okay i have every voltage in my backyard built out of garbage so i made a rotary phase converter just out of garbage but i now know how to direct people towards the best solution so um for vfds i offer variable frequency drives which basically do uh what which most people are interested just make my household stuff run it so it converts single phase power to three phase for mm -hmm. instance uh, i'll give you a, a i have a five horsepower drive that sells for 275 us now i know you can go on the internet and you can buy like the worst garbage on ebay and that's about the cost of that we walk you through step by step. Right. My slogan with the VFDs is, I make it so easy a monkey could do it. <laughs> and we're on go. Sounds good to me. Ongoing. I'm sold. All you have to do is send me a picture of your motor tag, and I take care of the rest. You pay me through PayPal. You, you have to program oh, it, right? Is, is no, that the deal? you just have to push buttons. I tell you to push. But okay, you'll, cool. it really, you know what it is? It's a 300 page book. And it's not that I want you to read the, the 300 pages. It's just like, I'll go, don't read that. Read this, read that, read that. <laughs> we walk you through <laughs> because it is intimidating. But honestly, guys, it's probably easier to do than the phone is. Like I had, I had more times downloading this app for this podcast thing that I did programming a VFD. <laughs> I hadn't done that in a while. But it's 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 no more difficult than that. And what was lacking in the community was someone you could call that spoke yes. English. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so uh well and like you said, a a woodwork. Yeah. Because when I went down that line to do it, I went in and I spoke with a guy and they, all they did were motors and yeah. big, I don't know what machines. Yeah. 
And when I'm trying to tell him what I'm trying to do, uh, he couldn't well, help Well, because you need to all. be an engineer. So, so yeah, like, for instance, if you said to me, hey, Jack, my side sander there. I love it, but I sure wish it had speed control. Oh, I sure wish you could slow it down because, you know, it burns like hell in cherry, but it's not fast yeah. enough in, in walnut. And I, I'd say, okay, get what's your motor, get this motor, we'll put you a VFD on there, and uh, you can control it any way you want. In fact, Phil, if you want, we can turn it in reverse, and you can use the sharp side of those rocks that you've only been running yeah. in one direction. <laughs> nice. uh, one of the things I use it for now is energy consumption on, on my uh, dust collection. And uh, so... Uh, the VFDs have sensors, and, and we just get them out of Alibaba or eBay, and they're little uh, CFM sensors. So you put them on your gates. Like, R Ramon, you've got little automatic gates? Yeah. Okay, so they're, we can, they're 12 volt. Yeah, doesn't matter what the voltage is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I could put a sensor on all of those using the same wire that you're using for that, and, air, and then put a three-phase mo uh, motor on your dust collector. If you turned on the bandsaw, it'll just run at the, uh, at the CFM requirements of that bandsaw. But if you turned on uh, another machine, uh, it would turn back. It would, oh, <clears throat> you know what? Drop. You need more. Uh, and these are like $3 sensors. Because for me, crazy. For me a dust collector is not a machine. Like, that's, I, like, I hate them. They're just this money sucking, <laughs> yeah. like they're not a machine, but they are a machine, you know? And uh, right. uh, so some of the stuff you can do is, is just incredible. It's not just phase conversion. There's soft start, there's, there's breaking, yeah. there's, there's yeah. Uh, multiple speed selections, reverse. Um, See, I, I always thought sliding table saws should have reverse so that you could put the blade on backwards and use the carriage <laughs> coming in from the other way to make left and right pocket cuts, right? <laughs> yeah, no. but you better have it. You're going to want to not want that blade to spin on, right? <laughs> <laughs> adjust the brake. No, it would have pins in the blade. Come on. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's easy. It's, that's the solution. Believe yeah, me, I would use it all the time. Oh, you, I bet I you do. would. Oh, you'd have fun yeah. here. You'd, you'd have fun here. You'd, we, we... Now, with the VFD, um, is it? Do you get the full capacity? Yeah. So um, there's, in fact, Phil, um, the power coming out of a VFD is superior to transmission power. This is better than the transmission three-phase power. That's crazy. It is. It, it's clean. It's efficient. In fact, factories uh, that are hooked up to three-phase power, they actually get fined and charged more. I was talking to Bennett a little bit about three-phase power costs, and he said he had to stay within certain levels. But there's also another. Yeah, there's also right. another one which is called back, uh, which is called back voltages. So when your motors wind down, they actually throw voltage back into your into your factory. Okay, oh, unlike unlike single phase power, when you we shut it off, that just goes into heat. As motors wind down, this is how electric motors work. They're it's injection braking or regenerative braking, 
well, it's, it's actually producing electricity. And a lot of factories now are just hooking up VFD so that they don't imbalance the lines because the hydro utility charges you for imbalanced output way more than, you know, so if you're running old motors that aren't balanced with electronics, so it's, it's highly superior. Now, how long do they last? Okay. I've got the cheapest one you can buy, an, a, a, a Tico FM50, which is probably the most uh, predominantly recommended VFD in the American forums. Okay, mm-hmm. it's cheap, but these these are micro drives. They're just you're literally made for your furnace or your pool pump. They're not engineered with programming for woodworking tours. That's where mine's different. It, it, it's like, hey, that's why you had trouble talking to the people. Well, what do you want to do right. with the motor? Right. Right? You know, and you probably didn't know the, ling- <laughs> the lingo. No. Right? <laughs> so they're like, I want to turn oh, us. Guy, like. <laughs> so I bridge that. I bridge that completely. I talk to you. Well, we're, what we're are you talking wanting? for sure? Um, now another question, and because I'm just used to um, phase converters, a rotary phase converter, but with the VFD, um, obviously it's two, it's one on each machine, and is it not necessarily, but generally? Not necessarily. Okay, all right. And and my question, I guess, was that, and if I have this this wedge bed planer, and it's a five horsepower. Is that what you match it to? Is it like a five horsepower? Well, no. So, so that's, I think, where I'm unique. See, I know the machine. I know what you're talking right. about. So my question to you would be, okay, Phil, is there only one motor on that or is there a separate motor for the feed works? Yeah. And I so, believe there is. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can explain to you two options. I'd say, look, we have VFDs that can that start and control multiple motors. But if you do that, you're not going to have speed control. Okay, yeah. now what? But but generally, small little feed motors. Our smallest little VFD is one hundred and eighty-five dollars. And on planers right. that have separate motors for feed, I always say get a VFD for the feed motor because mm-hmm. if you got some squirrely grain, yeah, yeah. all, yeah. all planers, I mean, all planers should have variable speed. Oh, you can, <laughs> oh my god, you know what? Now would be like you, you'd be glazing the thing, dude. You right. get me excited now. My my. Uh, my combo machine we've spoken about this before yeah, yeah. it would not i couldn't cut figured maple through the planer well, I because slow it's it down. weird it didn't matter right. if you, you you can't speed up the head separately so so i mean so now that you'd had two so in other words uh, i'll give you a comparison let's i what is that i think that's got a three horsepower motor maybe a, a three-quarter horse feed motor so you're yeah, at about four so. horsepower so i would say okay phil we could do it with one that's a five horsepower drive and it's going to run the same you can't change the speed because if you change the speed the head speed changes and the feed speed changes your your knife marks for inch oh. are going to be the same see i'm talking right. woodworking too. so yeah so you can't you can't even change the speed on the actual machine itself that has the variable speed on the machine yeah so motors are dumb Motors, motors run. You can only change the frequency, the, the speed of a motor by the number of poles or the frequency. Right. Okay. 
in the United States, you run at 60 hertz. We run at 60 hertz. If I lower the hertz rating on the VFD, it's directly related to the speed. In other words, if your motor was a 1,750 cool. RPM mm -hmm. and I lowered it to 50, it's going to be one-sixth slower. Okay? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But if you have separate VFDs, which can communicate with each other, you'd still have only one control panel with a speed dial. And you could go, oh, you know what I'm doing, bird's eye maple or, or whatever. I like my head speed at this speed. And you can get charts like uh, these that are for optimum. The forestry department uh, uh, might even be out of Texas. Has got a whole bunch of documentation online for factory optimized uh, head rotation and mm, feed. Crazy. For you know, you're talking for people. Different there. species. Yeah, they've right. they've 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 done this in flooring factories that are running right. like a million board feet and said, right. "Hey, this is the optimum." Now, I I still only use that for registration, right, right. but but you would be surprised at how versatile that is for one running your carbide to the very <coughs> end because although helical heads last a long time they're dull for a long time yeah they <laughs> okay so if yeah. you're used to high speed steel that's just razor sharp it, it's not the same it's not the same so it as they they start to deteriorate they're not dull but they're not brand new and it requires more power so you can oh you know what well, as it dulls when i turn the head up so there's all kinds of these things that optimize optimize your work take the work oh i'm glazing on cherry slow the head down uh nice. the the man it sounds awesome oh they totally make so much awesome. sense it's, it's yeah. uh, that, i'm surprised that, more manufacturers don't have them but that makes that makes total sense on on Phil's machine, where he has the two, where he has the yeah. he, he has the the cutter head that's being powered by one motor, and he has the would the, work, uh, on the, his, the, would the, work on the his would work on his sander too, though. Sure, you oh know? yeah, oh, it would Man, work on, be great for that. It, it would work on <clears throat> on just about anything except for when you have a feed roller, you have to have that on a separate motor. The, yeah. the feed roller has to be separated from the from the head. So I tell people that's what you want. Like you, you sure. want that. Like I said, if you want to take an old machine with just steel blades, not forget the helicals, I'll make that perform like right. you're you're not gonna have a desire for it. Yeah. yeah. So like your your um paramatic, that would not work. You mean my what? What which one? No, no, I mean uh, Ben's paramatic. Yeah, but it, would, it, would, it would not work on on mine mine you have one motor yeah you have well his is single phase too i think eh? yeah yeah that one is single right. um but um you know is I've it got... a single motor in that model yeah it is it's geared yeah. you've got a couple of gears okay. that you can change out if you want a different yeah. speed right um, that's right but i've got i've got a variable frequency drive on on my bandsaw and i've got one on my shaper and that was well, we talked about Jack before we before we did the podcast. We talked about that um, in a conversation a couple of days ago. In that, you know, the 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 bandsaw. I I, I bought that machine used. Came with a motor that was three phase. That was too high a voltage. I had to put a different motor in it. I got a I got a three phase motor for nothing. A five horsepower yeah. boulder. Yeah. 
And so right. how do you make it run? Well, you do it with a, you do it with a variable frequency drive. But then that was my introduction to it. But then I learned, well, shoot, now I have, I've got soft start for that machine, which is wonderful on a bandsaw because you've got mm-hmm. those big flywheels that got to get up to speed. Yeah. And, and then you've got variable speed. So you can speed it up for big resaws or you can slow it down for like a curved resaw. Um, if you, so you weren't, you're not scorching through things and then it's got braking. So those big, which I love, I love braking because you're not waiting. No, you you, wait, it's good. It, it has, how, how does that work? So, um, it, 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 it's regenerative. So what it does, you know, a motor is pretty dumb. It's just a magnet. Okay. And, (laughs) and when, when, when the VFD says shut it down, what it does is it impulses uh, a magnet to like you would well look who I'm talking like, to like, <laughs> like a magnet so like a magnet two Romans magnets and you know if you don't got the if you put the north and south pole stick together but if you put two yeah. poles together they they that, that's your injection like the magnet ah, like the magnet cool. trains how they slow down they, yeah they, all right they put the the force on the other side, but mm-hmm. in the case of uh, the single phase ones, they do dissipate it into heat. But the real three phase ones, they actually regenerate. Okay, so if you've ever ran a generator, you know when you put a load on it and it it, it sort of ooh the motor starts to kick on. Right. That is basically what's happening there. The generator is is going. Hey, I'm pushing against the magnets, and so the motor picks up. It's the same sort of principles. That's really cool. It, 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 it's, um, it's a pretty fascinating subject, but honestly, it's not going to really make you make any more tables or anything. <laughs> but oh, will, no. if, if, I could, if I could get my planer up and running. It, <laughs> it is very interesting. It's kind of like you know, electricity and, and uh, magnets <clears throat> are, are like first cousins. <laughs> they're, the, they're, they're actually the same thing. It's surprising yeah, yeah. they're actually the same thing. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's so cool. I, yeah. well, I definitely, oh, let me ask you this. Um, how, so you sell these. How, how do people find it? Like where would they go? Okay, so there's uh, a playlist on Jack English Machines, the YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. And you contact me at jforsberg.ca, my website. And we just talk like we're talking right now. And uh, you send me money, and I send you a VFD with a tracking number. When it shows up, my partner, Matt, who takes care of the installation side of things, he will either Skype you, text you. He is also a master machinist. So he also knows all of the uh, uh, aspects of metalworking machinery. So we cover, oh, cool. and generally we'll have you running within an hour. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. And then ongoing, oh, Jack, I'd like to have an emergency stop. What do I do? Just do this, change that, do this. And uh, we have almost, I started maybe three years ago, and I have almost 800 customers in the United States. Wow, everybody that's, that's is fantastic. Yeah, I so can't big. believe the popularity, and I think it's because as woodworkers, we just like you're telling me, like, I just got to push this easy button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already there. I'm like, what? Yeah, there's no <laughs> obstacles, no obstacles at all. So, really cool. uh, you know, 
And I tell people if they're even at an auction and not sure if it's the right machine to run, I say, hey, just send me a picture of the motor tag. So, Jack, Jack, let's let's do a let's do a quick um, example. So a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, I remember Ben Strano had put something up and I I think I tagged you on that. Yeah, I, I was interested to see how that would go. Yeah. Ben Strano had put up, uh, it was a horse and a half power It was a little Delta joiner, eh? I think it was a Powermatic joiner. Yeah, okay. Okay, it was a little, It was, but it's an eight inch, a horse and a half um, motor that was three phase. And he was trying to figure out, do I get a single phase motor and replace oh, I remember that? that. Okay, yeah. or, or do I, you know, he was basically going, you know, do I get a single phase motor that's like more horsepower thinking that maybe he needed more horsepower? Because he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about that joiner and what it would cost for. Okay. I'm going to list list all the options you could possibly do. That'd be great. Okay. So the guy bought a three phase uh, joiner. He can't run it. He, 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 he just wants to plug it in. He wants to join. His immediate idea is, well, I'll just get a single-phase motor. Okay? <laughs> so a single-phase motor, a horse and a half. He's probably not got time to shop around. He's going to pay about <clears throat> four or $500. Right. For, you know, if he does any research, totally enclosed, fan-cooled, keep the dust out. Right? He's going to rack his knuckles. Ripping the other one off, okay? Yeah. He'll probably order the wrong motor because he doesn't know how to read motor tags. And then he's going to need a new switch. The shaft will be the wrong size. So now that pulley that's on there, he's going to go down to his transmission shop and say, I need a pulley. And he's going to look like Phil, and they're going to go, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pay another 40 I've done that for too. a pulley, Okay. <laughs> So now he's like, wow, but you know what? I paid 100 bucks for the joiner. I bought a motor for $500 and a pulley for 40 bucks. Hey, eight-inch joiner for 640 I'm doing pretty good here. Now, this is where the fun starts. The controls for that motor were for three-phase, yeah. and they're not for single-phase anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to do a proper, not with a light switch, you're in for another $80 and if any woodworker I've ever met that could wire a motor switch I ain't met one yet yeah no okay so what happens is people get completely frustrated with that and now so just the change it to a single phase motor which seems the intuitive choice to make is almost $700. So this is what I tell you. I say, look, you want to do it? You're going to buy my VFD. It's $185. It's only $185? Yeah, it's only $185. And if that motor blows up, contact Ben. He'll tell you where to find a cheap one because all you guys are throwing them away for single-face motors. Okay, so now you got $185. Now, the the VFD is also your motor controls. It thermally protects your motor, a soft start. You don't have to change any of the switching. We can use the original switching. You have a Uh proper motor-rated switch. VFDs are really not 
phase converters. That's what we think they are because they do that one thing we think they want to do, but they right. really are motor controls. So they have thermal protection. You won't burn your motor out. We can set braking, stopping. Uh, we can actually tweak the RPM of the head in that and bring it up to modern standards. So mm. there's so many benefits, and that is a third of the cost. And guess what? No knuckles are ever going to get wrecked <laughs> because all I'm going to do is say, pull those motor wires out of that motor and hook them to the VFD, and everything else you can run in, in uh, just telephone wire. You, the, the low voltage side, the control side of the VFDs, you could literally lick the wires while it's running. It's, it's, <laughs> it's super easy. It's like wiring your little sensors for your dust collection. Mm-hmm. And when I walk mm-hmm. you through it, it's, it's a cakewalk. But when you don't know, it seems scary. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, as I said, I have the real crappy FM50. I've never unplugged it. It's been running for eight years. I don't know what the uh, FM50s are. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, so a three-phase machine for three—that's a three-horsepower—is two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's, that's all you gotta that's, know. Uh, like, that's awesome. I and don't then, know where you could find a motor for two hundred bucks. Maybe you can. Well, and, and you know the deal too. Like, uh, so this plan I have, I have uh, a friend of mine gave me a, a rotary phase converter, mm-hmm. and you know I kind of figured out, okay, this is how it hooks up. But now you've got this huge control box. Yeah, yeah, it's that a big, it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah, it's huge, and then you have got this huge motor. Well, and it like and another... it runs and it makes noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't need all that. My shop's small. Well, but that's you know when 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 we were kids, Phil, that's all right. we had. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There wasn't any of this fancy dancy electronics. And you had a little bike. You had to pedal to start it. In fact, some of the early some of the early guys would just take a rope. Wrap it around the end of the old three-phase motor, give it a tug, get it spinning. Then they put two of the single-phase lines right on it, and that was what was called a real dirty three-phase. You can run, you can run machines on that, but VFDs are just amazing. Yeah, my mentor. I I know enough old guys that yeah, they've done that. I've seen that. (laughs) But that you know, that's that was. That was you know the internet was your neighborhood, right? Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I have, I have um, up here in Canada, we run 600 volts, which I know your highest voltage down there is 480. But mm-hmm. most of the motors on all of the equipment now, especially the stuff coming from Europe, is dual voltage. So even if you buy a 480 volt machine, we can convert it back because we don't care what the controls are. We'll reconfigure the windings in your motor and run it at your domestic voltage. Yes. That's why so all, cool. I just say, just send me a picture of the motor tag. And yeah. I go, no problem. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, it is. You know, so when you're looking at auctions or there's a, you know, a sale and the guy wants 25 bucks, walk over while everybody's looking and say, oh, too bad, it's three-phase. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Scare everybody off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you can always find those free face things online, man. Yeah. Cause... Like schools shine down. Oh, yeah. And yeah. everybody knows real machines are three phase. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was yeah. the the, la- the last question I had on that just just because I, I I figured I'd ask on that eight inch joiner is a, ho- a horse and a half is plenty, isn't it? It's more than enough, right? Well, like so, a general rule I tell people for cutter blocks is okay. you need a horsepower for four inches, but no, but I, but this is mm. full production. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, so a horse <clears throat> and a half is not uncommon on an eight-inch joiner because honestly, that's what I have. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but like honestly, an eight-inch joiner, like that's entry level. Like, well, yeah, right. you can get a six-inch, but this is yeah. I like who's they're not they're not you know running half-inch cuts and stuff well, like that. Well, that's the thing. It's it's a joiner. It's not a production. Well, it's not a production. It's a, it's a joiner too. So for the most part, you don't. I mean, it's well, not like a skimming. It's not a planer where you're yeah. where you're going to be hogging stuff. I mean, a joiner is is you set the thing. You know, you can set it at whatever your whatever your yeah. depth is. But and there's you make, at least you make, you then make two there's passes. at least there's at least forty percent less power with high speed steel knives. Those carbide heads require a lot more power. Okay, and that's because of the configuration of the knife. And if you actually look, you, you'll notice that your cutters. Little, I call them chiclet cutters. Yeah. The, the they, angle of attack. Yeah, that's a totally different geometry. So mm-hmm. that, that actually requires pressure on the surface. So whereas a straight knife's going to come and take a scoop out, okay, your, your carbide helical heads are always engaged. Yeah. Okay, and there's the, the back relief, like, you know, uh, so the flat side, the screw side of that is actually rubbing this is what produces the superior cut. It's, it's actually not slapping on the feed tables because the rotation of the cutters are sort of always engaged, if you're following what I'm yeah. saying there. Yeah. 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 And, and you don't get that washboard, right? Right. right. Okay, and that's what, but that requires takes more a lot more power. Yeah. And it, especially as it dulls, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if someone switches out a, um, a, you know, put a helical head in in just their eight inch joiner, um, and just go, they just start using it, they're going to lose power. Yeah, but so lighter, lighten up the cut. There's there's multiple ways, right? I mean, uh, you've got, we've all worked with machines that are gutless wonders, and we have <laughs> we have to learn how much we can we can, can feed do, them, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if you put a three inch board of white oak into your saw and the blades dull like yeah you know you're gonna realize okay i know how i know when my saw is going hey that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) and you gotta slow down your feed rate or right sharpen your blade so there's always those techniques yeah right but four inches one horsepower yeah is pretty much a rule of thumb yeah you know and and like you said, like the eight inches, that's not something that's meant to be in like a production shop, like a door maker's shop or something. Like yeah, like no, the no disrespect to Ben, but he's a no. I think he's you know, um, uh, an advanced amateur, and he's setting up a little right. home shop. Like yeah, that's what right, it right, is. Right. Plenty it's of more, power, more than enough he needs. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Go- he's probably gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I <laughs> like, He's gonna go. Wow! I never yeah. had a joiner. It doesn't I, need any more than that. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I just, I just think the fact that if you can, if you can get over the the fear of three face, man, it opens up such wonderful equipment to you. 
Well, and, it's, and, and also it's, power requirements because yeah. and it's clean, cleaner power. It's cleaner and more efficient, and yeah, all, all awesome. kinds of benefits. Like I mean, it, it really isn't any more efficient, uh, Ramon, than your single phase at the at the horsepower. Your where where it really makes a difference is there's a limit on how big a single phase motor can be. You won't mm-hmm. find any big wide belt sanders with single phase motors. Because right. at once you get to about ten horsepower, they can't start. They're they're just you know you know Nick, Nikola yeah. Nikola Tesla invented the three phase motor, and the guy like he, that's what a motor should be. When you open up, like if you've watched that rebuild of that Century motor, that's oh, a yeah. single phase motor, all done with mechanical apparatus. It is the most complicated colluded thing you could ever. <laughs> you know what would be in a three phase motor? Nothing windings and bearings the yeah, difference awesome. between single phase and three phase is just that's why they need all this apparatus to start they need capacitors or and that's or, where you get that big spike of uh yeah yeah power. so there's advantages one way or the other but um honestly what what most woodworkers call single phase and three phases they look at the plug in the machine it plugs into my wall that to them is single face. There are <laughs> machines on the market that are claiming to be single face. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with one-way lathes made here in Canada. They're a pretty right. yeah. Yep. These are sold as single phase lathes, and those are three phase lathes with a variable frequency drive. Oh yeah. yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen that. That's yeah. exactly what they are. Um, and that. now yeah. drill presses are coming onto the market. Yeah, and you and that's what those are. And the amount that they're charging, you should just go buy an old vintage model and, and right. throw a throw a VFD on. Like uh-huh. the the quality is you got good bones, but some machines are better. Like right. that Domino, hey, the Germans, hey, are they? They're, they're little demons, hey? Like they always come up with. <laughs> 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 you gotta buy from them, eh? Like, uh, like they, that is a killer little outfit. Like I've got a big, huge mortar so I can do all that, but it doesn't fit in a little sack, and I can't take it to the job site. Right, right. right. And then they are like, like you, like the I, my buddy who's working with me right now, he brought one in. I said, bring it in, let me see it, and. Like it's pretty killer. Like you gotta go. Okay, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I worked nine years for my mortgage. You know? <laughs> I've only got to work eight for one of those. Jesus, I remember seeing that. Right? I remember seeing a post with uh, some chick was working for you, or oh, she's hanging oh, on the yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, Adara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to but drill that's to a big some mortise. That's a, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I've got I've got that. I love traditional work and I you know, Ben certainly does. And and uh Ramon, even you I would say you're much more modern. I did a lot of commercial work and I know that's your background. I, I know how you work and mm-hmm. and uh I love it because I when I first started out that's what we did. We did laminate. We did all that kind of stuff. And I actually found that to be, it was pretty challenging. The, the scale of the work was usually large and right. And, um, big old I, massive I learned, commercial jobs. I, I learned a lot on it, you know? Um, but you know, then you, you know, I could tell 
you're probably like, well, I'm going to go home and do inlay or something, right? You know, like you're <laughs> right. always trying to, you know, you're like me. Although yeah. I'm doing architectural woodworking, I still see myself as a furniture maker. Man. And if I can inject any of that into my work, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I always yeah. think I'm going to be a furniture maker again someday. And <laughs> now I'm getting old, you know. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm still, still working wood. Hey, um, and that's what counts, man. That's, you know, that's where it's at. Yeah. If you're happy doing what you're doing, that's doing, doing that's high, high level work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jackson, well, man, I wanted, I wanted to say thank you for being on. You know, this yeah. was, I, I know all three of us are pretty excited to, to have you on. Um, you know, it, it was something I know when we first got thinking about doing the podcast, you know, you were one of the people that we were thinking, oh, it'd be, it'd be cool to have Jack Super on. flattered. Like, super <laughs> flattered, guys. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm, uh, you're in my shop and we're just talking shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, that, I really that, that love the, the style, the just, it's just it's not formatted at all and uh oh that's because we can't figure out how to do anything else <laughs> I that way man i think it's because we're woodworkers <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> yeah we it's it's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun doing it and, absolutely and having and having people on like you jack are exactly the reason why we, yeah. we want to do it you know it's just right it's i've always said it's this has just been a good excuse you know, the reason oh, for yeah. doing the podcast was <laughs> it was just a good excuse to talk to people that, yeah. you know, it gave, gave us a reason to to talk to people. You know, gave I me a reason. I, honestly, guys, I can't believe people follow me. I, 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 I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm an old fart, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm just humbled. I, I, like, I go on the internet and I go, fuck, that guy's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. I said, Jack, thank, thanks so much for, for being on. We, we, we really yeah. appreciate it. Any, yeah, it's been great. Anytime, guys. Really enjoyed it. Well, and, uh, we, will, we will be in touch for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get that planer going. Well, they don't. Hey, you're English, man. You got to come to Jack English. Oh, she. I know, right? <laughs> Need an excuse. Go teach, go teach in Canada. <laughs> there is a Rosewood Studio here, uh, which is a pretty predominant school. Garrett, yeah, Hack. I've seen that. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know if you are on the circuit yet, um, but these guys seem to have a circuit. I'd start rubbing shoulders if you wanted to do that sort of thing. You'd actually be pretty good, Phil. You'd I have, you're, you're it. a natural, <laughs> but you're a natural born teacher. I don't have the mentality, I don't think. I, I call people stupid and stuff like that. Like, so, <laughs> there, there is a mentality, though, and there is a quality of teachers that can do it. And you, I can see you would do well. And it just becomes a way to afford it. It becomes a way to afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, one day. One day, yeah, <laughs> well, cool. Well, Ramon, do you want to lead us out? Yeah, that. Uh, once again, we thank you all for tuning in to another informative, fantastic, and very entertaining episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. Something else that we would appreciate if you would uh, head over to iTunes, give us a rating on Woodworkers Podcast, 
that'll help us with our ranking. And so, on behalf of Ben Brunick, Phil Morley, Jack Forsberg, I'm Ramon Valdez, and we'll see you all on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks awesome. a bunch, Jack. We appreciate it. Peace Absolutely. out, boys. <laughs> all right, man. Take take a awesome. Ciao. Thanks, Jack. Okay, bye. Bye bye.